What is up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily. It is Friday, March 8th, 2019, and I'm here with Tim Geddes, the verified one. Woo, let Tim host. How you doing, Fran? What is up, Tim? Let Fran host today. Let Fran it's a, host. I love it. It's the love Fran it. Friday. Fran Friday, baby. Every, I feel it in the air. Thank it in you. The air. Thank you guys for having me on. I know it's been busy for you, and oh, yeah. a lot of people were out seeing Captain Marvel, too. Yeah, so it was I hope, fun. It was hope fun. you had some fun More with on that. that later. Later what do you today, have screencast today. I don't know if we're gonna talk about it. Maybe. We'll definitely talk about it next Tuesday on in review. <laughs> we'll we'll talk. We'll give quick impressions at Screen, some point. I'm sure. Screencast is after this, so mm-hmm. make sure you stick around after today's show. But if you don't know, this is kind of funny games daily, where each and every weekday at 10 a.m. live, right here on Twitch TV slash kind of funny games, you can join us. You can head in, talk to the community there. So get in there on today's show. Quick note. Dark Souls Royale, maybe. What? Halo Master Chief Collection might be yes. coming to PC. Not the first time we've heard that. New Octopath is on what? the way. And a few more details on those Blizzard layoffs mm. have come through. Uh, so we'll talk about that. But back to the, the the quick plugs up front. If you're watching live, remember that you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by heading over, of course, to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. Not yo wrong. You're wrong. Uh, I just like to say it that way. Uh, if you don't watch live, you can watch later, Treasure. of course. That's right. I'm just ad-libbing today. You can watch later on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games or listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for what, Tim? Kind of Funny Games Daily. It's that simple. Go there. Like us. Give us those five-star reviews. If you're thinking of giving us a four or less, just walk away. Don't do it. It's not worth it, ladies and gentlemen. Not in the script, but a very good point. I'm liking. There's a lot of sauce on today. We're bringing the sauce today. Bringing the little Fran sauce, you know? (laughs) We're both completely underslept. That's all right. Uh, So if you want to be a part of today's show, by the way, you can head over, of course, and support us there at patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. But if you're a bronze member or above, you get to write in, and uh, we might read some of your questions Mm -hmm. on the show. There's squad up and stuff like that, right? And silver members or above, you get the show ad-free. Fantastic. There you go. Um, quick note for me, of course, because this is just uh, one of the many things that I do. Mm-hmm. You can catch me over on Twitch TV slash FM3 underscore. Don't forget the one, underscore. One day I'll just get you know the verification process done. and mm-hmm. I Actually, I am verified there. You just can't have three characters. Anyway, Twitch TV slash FM3 underscore if you want to support me. What are you doing today? I'm going to be doing more Fran Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific What's time. What's that consist of We're going to be checking out. Ideally, uh, I'm trying to still like get a code so I don't have to buy it. I'm going to be honest, uh-huh. <laughs> but uh, I want to play Devil May Cry. 5. Oh, Devil May Cry Five! Dude, baby. I'm so excited. Have a good time. Worst Full case. review up now on uh, Patreon.com/slash Kind of Funny Games. It'll Ooh. be on Monday in the Games Cast. Oh, that's so. right. Yeah, it was um, like spoilers. I fucking loved it though. Um, Capcom is back, and I'm very excited about yeah. all that. It was like 40 minutes of discussion. Tim, yeah. Tim loved it. I was like, I did I taken aback, but uh, I'll be streaming some of that. And of course, Exciting. there's Destiny updates. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I can't stay away from those. All right, a little bit of housekeeping, and then we'll get into that aforementioned news. I want to thank our Patreon producers, uh, Muhammad Muhammad, Tom Bach, and Blackjack. Blackjack! Blackjack! I'm going to trust that that's how we're supposed to do that, because they were both doing it. Uh, also, on today's show, we're, it's brought to you by Brooklyn and, and Headspace, but we'll tell you more about that later. For now, let's begin with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. It's time for some news. Did I miss the... Now you say... Now, yeah. now you say... <laughs> see how many we stories got... we have. We have five stories today, Barrett. A baker's dozen. <laughs> there you go. Man, you I was doing it. so hey, good. You know what I mean? You're you on the struggle me... <laughs> bus right now. We're you, getting there. You give me two weeks off and it just... And thought, then it, boom. It's the boom. flaming dump truck, but that's what we like to do here. 
All right, let's get into the first story, top of the show here. Um, there's this rumor that's been floating around, honestly, forever, but uh, it's come up again that the Halo Master Chief Collection for PC might be announced next week. Before you get into this, has it been a rumor for a long time, it's or has one it of those, just been like, something, a wish list thing? It's in you know, the air. Because as far as I know, there <laughs> hasn't been ever, an, ever, ever a leak or anything that like actually led people to believe this was the case. It was just people so, willing it into existence. It's one of those, you know, Tim, when you're just like, it's sort of obviously yes. happening. And every it was almost like there was a, I forget which story it was. It's something to do with Nintendo. And it just gets like baked into the meta. And now everybody just has been talking about it yep. forever. And so it's, it's one now, of those. Now it's real. And Maybe. by the way, no, but it's not. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Hate to burst your bubble. It's Let's more. It. it is more of that, which is uh, based. Basically, this comes here. Let's read what Sean Prescott from PC Gamer had to say. Uh, He says, amid uh, renewed port rumors, Microsoft confirms, quote, exciting news for the collection next week, for the Hill collection. So during a week rife with rumors of an imminent PC port, uh, Microsoft has promised exciting news related to Halo, the Master Chief Collection, for its next Inside Xbox show, which is next week. The show, which Microsoft hosts every month, will air on Tuesday. So, of course, there's no guarantee the PC will port will be announced then, but recent reports have made it seem likely that the game is on its way. And in a recent YouTube vid, Xbox expert Brad Sams claimed the game is definitely in development, that its release is fairly imminent, and it's possibly an unveiling will occur in 2019. So At E3 2019. Oh, sorry. At E3 2019. Yeah. But but now there maybe next week there will be some news. So, again, it's up in the air. This is not an E3 announcement. Yeah, unless I, they're unless they're trying to have a really bold strategy change um, in the way that they talk about PC games, I, I don't think that that is a on stage. Everyone's all eyes on us. We're going to announce that we're porting an old game that already kind of left a bad taste in people's mouths a long time ago, right? Yeah, yeah. It's not a big one. That's something that might show up in a trailer at E3. Yeah, maybe. inside Xbox. Perfect. That'll be the headline of the show. That makes that makes a lot more sense to me. And I actually I, I hope that that's true. And I think that it's a really really smart call. And it fits in with this vision that we've been seeing with Microsoft um, behind the scenes over the last six months that really are kind of telling about their their future. Mm-hmm. And I love how they're just setting all the pieces up to just knock them all down. Yeah. Like we keep talking about next gen, next gen, but like I feel like it might be even sooner than that. Master Chief Collection uh, just had its Xbox One X uh, update, the 4K update, and, and with a ton of fixes. And it was essentially the relaunch of it. Um, back in September, and like I was saying on Gamescast last that week. That was a 4K remaster of the Master Chief Collection? It, a 4K patch update. Right, yeah. sure. Um, but it also fixed yeah, a lot of the remaster's bugs. a strong word, and, good point. And, but it was already, it was a remaster, but then now it's up-resed or, yes. or whatever. It's fucking gorgeous. Yeah. I've been playing through it in the last couple of weeks, just... I don't know why, but I was yeah. playing Devil May Cry, Halo, and like man. while it was installing or something, I was like, "Oh, I got some time. I'm gonna pop over, popped da, into da, Halo da, once. It's amazing." Da, 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 da. And like, I hadn't played Halo Anniversary Collection or Anniversary Combat Evolved Anniversary, yes, mm-hmm. um, which was the the remake, remaster, whatever. It's kind of a weird one of the first <laughs> game where you can actually on the fly hit a button that changes the, oh, back yeah, to the original exactly. graphics or the updated graphics. And that one was cool. But now it's in 4K. Yeah. And it's it's gorgeous, and they totally redid the soundtrack. Like, they re-recorded it all, and it just feels so good. Yeah. It's so awesome. I've been popping into multiplayer a little bit here and there, and it's just like, it's the Halo experience, and it's all of it. And it's just such a great collection. And for it to be coming to PC, potentially, I think is 
a very important step for them uh, with their play anywhere thing that they've been doing mm-hmm. for forever. Because what this means to me is from all the rumors we're seeing about GDC, which is coming up, and it's not rumors. We know we're going to hear about their um, Xbox the Live. Stuff in, or... in, yeah, that, more xCloud stuff. Xbox Live's integration with the Switch, what that potentially could mean. Is it the pie-in-the-sky idea that we've been talking about of like, holy crap, this is a game changer? Or is it not yet, but maybe we'll get there one day? Either way, I think Master Chief Collection coming to PC is a step towards that because if that's all true and we do go down that line, guess what that means? Master Chief Collection on Switch, on phones, on laptops, on anything that you can use xCloud on. Very exciting. Took the words out of my mouth. That was where my mind was going with this. Obviously, you know, you're always optimistic that there's exciting news coming out of GDC. Uh, Spoiler alert, you try to think that a lot and it's just... Dreadfully boring a lot of but that. I, I there has like, been amazing stuff there. I just meaning we PlayStation always, Vita, baby, right? Yeah, I yeah. think that's, uh, that, that was the first yeah. time that we got our hands on it. We got yes. to see it. Oh, it was. <laughs> In fact, uh, yeah, I had to go down and capture Death Jr. I remember. That was PSP. Oh, sorry, PSP. That's right. But that also was big yeah, at GDC. But anyway. Death Jr., Dude, man. Death Jr., exactly. Sorry, what I was game. going all what the way game. back to then. I will but, never forget when I first saw the trailer for Death Jr., and yeah. I was like, this is a portable <laughs> game? And I, it blew my mind, man. How is it even possible? It was so, so damn good. Um, uh, but yeah, no, it's GDC usually. It's or, a weird show. You never know. It's, it's but, not an announcement show, but they've already announced that this is happening. Sets himself like, up. Which is so great with, with how E3 is seemingly falling apart, um, at least from the behemoth that it used to be. Be. Yeah, it's interesting seeing everybody kind of like carve out find their own the little niches and find the spots to make announcements. GDC, the right place to talk about technology yeah. and, and all of that and get everyone the devs excited. Um, but the inside Xbox, which is essentially their Nintendo Directs, um, but in a bit more casual podcast show format. I think that a Master Chief Collection PC announcement has is, a good chance. It, it has a good chance, and that's the perfect avenue to <clears throat> to put that out. And also, like I told Greg a long time ago when they announced in, Inside Xbox, like he was like, "Oh, it's going to be a bunch of bullshit." I'm like, "We've gotten some pretty big things out of it over the last year, and I, I want to see more." Mm-hmm. And I think that if if Game Pass ends up being put on everything. Uh, with the exception probably of the PlayStation 4. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that all of a sudden Game Pass is going to be like what games are on it and are being taken off and everything's going to be a lot more uh, interesting information oh, to yeah. a wider group of people, yeah. which means inside Xbox like Netflix. is going to be more popular. You Absolutely. Know? Yeah, I mean, it's getting really interesting. So again, that's where my head was going was, okay, uh, first of all, it's taken forever for this to happen. Uh, I think obviously because they've withheld you know, it from PC, which is so odd for the company that makes Windows, right? Uh, they've withheld it because Xbox, it, they want that, uh, presumably, more so to be a destination. Meaning, technically, I don't see why it's taken so long. I mean, it's so it's interesting because, like, that's not really their MO because their whole play anywhere thing that they kind of, been, but right, had. but then why? Why doesn't Halo commonly release on PC? I that is, but I feel like it's going back legacy, right? Even <clears> before um, the play anywhere stuff Bef- was yes. was announced, before it's like, where this we is never headed. really saw Halo on PC. There was yeah. Halo One, exactly, and then but, Halo. I want to fact yeah. check this, but like Halo kind of funny, 2, that I think you're wrong. That's Halo, your Halo 2 eventually got there, but it was yeah. way later. And then Halo 3 didn't. Totally. And no, you're right. The legacy says it. But I guess that was my my basic point, which is we're turning a corner here. And the thought that I was segueing to, Tim, was like, wait, okay, xCloud, play on anything. Maybe even Switch, play mm-hmm. on your iPhone on a service, right? Like it's moving towards this, like, what are they out there remastering or remaking so it'll work on the cloud. Mm-hmm. So that, I don't know if they're related. 
it coming to PC, my optimistic mind is now thinking, wait, like, oh, is this like also part of the, and by the way, one more thing, not only is it coming to PC, you'll be able to play it on xCloud on everything soon. So like, I, I mean, well, I think all, that's It is already on Game Pass. Step. Yes, but that's just for, I mean, that's only that's on just Xbox. Xbox. If, until, until the Xbox. But we thing. don't know if yeah. they'll make it to Switch yet because we don't know what's on there. But yeah. but that was the basic point. But xCloud, I know I like to I talk about it a lot because it does represent that whole next gen of this concept of what is Microsoft doing with all that. But I think this plays into it. Totally speculative mm-hmm. on my part. But let's hope that uh, some news out of I, I also think that a big reason that Master Chief Collection didn't, immediately get ported is that it was such a rush job in the beginning and it was they had such a poor sure, resources and that like there was so many such a bad taste in so many people's mouths about it that i don't think that they were they like, wanted to spread the yeah it's like I mean, if, you, if you even look at the how long it took them to get this xbox one x enhanced version out like it was a lot longer than i think anybody anticipated like they announced it and or at least it was being talked about yeah and i feel like it took them about a year to like properly get it out yeah and that's a year after three years of a bugged game yeah sure that's bad right yeah <laughs> for, and who knows maybe they shifted prime around franchise you know it's a good point but it sounds like they did a pretty good job with this 4k i'm fucking loving uh, it, yeah. yeah and they took care with stuff like the music mm-hmm. and also i mean honestly that's what you want to see what you don't want to see is stretched out textures that show up on 4k yeah. and all this other stuff like taking the care to make it look right um mm-hmm. is important so all right we're still excited about master chief of course tell us what you think in the comments what do you want to see what is x cloud or do you just want to play it on switch <laughs> in bed don't we all uh let's move on to our next story if i told you tim mm-hmm Four words, Dark Souls Battle Royale. Great. What's your reaction? <laughs> Thousands of views on YouTube as a headline. It's a great headline for today's show, by the way. I probably should have actually put that at the beginning of the show. That's my bad, Barrett. Um, but, you know, you want to keep, put the milk in the back of the store, you know? Get them going all the way to the back yeah. of the store. That's our strategy here. On Have you ever heard that before, everyone? That's no, It's a no. thing. But There's uh, a reason the milk's in the back of the store, because you walk by everything else. You might want to pick up a few stories on the way. Sounds like an old person phrase. <laughs> all right. Donkey Kong 64. Uh, anyway, so let's move on to the story. It's That's a little bit of bait. But what's going on here is that um, in, in an interview with The Telegraph, Dark Souls creator and uh, from software director Hidetaka Miyazaki reveals um, that he's got his eye on live service games and battle royale as a genre. Uh, Miyazaki, who is, of course, best known for his work, Dark Souls, Bloodborne, uh, has revealed that he's not only keeping tabs on Battle Royale and live services phenomenon, but just that he'd love to take a crack at them someday. That's the quote Mm. that sort of led to this story. Um, Continuing on with um, some actual quotes and information from this story here, which, uh, by the way, came from John Wilds over at IGN, who rounded up this um in the interview he was asked if from software would consider taking on you know gaming's fastest growing genres live services battle royale and he said there's always the possibility and he went on to remark that these games are definitely fun if we did it it might be a bit different we're but we're definitely interested and there's definitely the possibility in the future again saying we'd love to take a crack at them someday uh, so sort of like further clarifying, Miyazaki added, we do need diversity in the industry, regardless of what From Software is doing. We need people making Battle Royale games and live services, and we need people making single-player focused experiences. Uh, we feel that diversity is what will keep everybody going. I thought it was good that he was very careful to add weight. Definitely. We're not just like jumping on the bandwagon. We still make single-player games, but we'd love to explore it. And yeah. that, for me, is what I think is interesting and curious what you think. I know, I don't think either one of us are the experts of these games, but, you know, 
do we need that? Is it exciting? It's, I'm excited that it's catching on and seeing that it could be translated in these definitely, other games. You know, it's undeniable that the Dark Souls Souls-like games are a, a genre to themselves. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, it recently I forgot what show it was on. I think it might have been a games cast uh, that we were on, but <clears throat> we were talking about how it's crazy that it's not often that a new genre just pops up and is now oh it's a thing, right? And I feel like we saw it with roguelikes, and then we see it now with Dark yeah. Souls games, and then Battle Royale, and then games as a service, where it's like those didn't exist. Some of them ten years ago, yes. right? But all of a sudden, it's like if I say battle royale, you know what that means. Oh, and yeah. if I told you Halo battle royale, you can like understand what that could be. Yeah. If I told you Dark Souls battle royale, you'd have to like get a little more creative. But like you can imagine you can kind of see what it going. could be. And it's like I think that's what's what's very interesting and unique about the video game industry, where the you look at movies, right? You can't. There's not just new genres of movies popping up, right? <laughs> There's like, trends, you get, but you're there's, right. There's genres, trends, but like, yeah, then it's been, been decades and decades of making movies. Yep. But yeah. with games, I think it's so cool and interesting that we're still seeing just new genres pop up that totally change the landscape of gaming for a while, and then kind of the, their their hooks and the things that make them work eventually get distilled into all the other genres. Mm -hmm. And like, look at role playing games. They used to be a thing. Yeah. Now that's just a part of a video game. Yeah. Right. And I feel like with Battle Royale, it's like, at what point is that just going to be multiplayer? You know, it's not necessarily or, the, the type of game. Yeah. Or do we get tired of it, though? You know, and, and I think that's a different discussion to, to hold on. But um, but I agree with you. Like, it's just like it's surprising that it's still uh, first of all, that it's now become a thing. But it's we're not even there yet. Mm -hmm. Like there's only a handful of, I'd say, really reputable Battle Royale games. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, honestly, Apex Legends, at least for me. I mean, when I saw something like that, a AAA developer coming out the gate, it wasn't early access. It's like, no, we've been working on this for two years and it's very polished in their minds and blah, blah, blah. But you're like, wow, and it is. Um, mm -hmm. We haven't seen that from other developers, especially in other genres. Mm -hmm. Like I actually tried out um, Spellbreak, which is in alpha. It's from some uh, X folks from uh, like Insomniac and a few other places. So it's got some credibility too, but it's very early. Yeah. And it's like very different. In other words, I'm just imagining like what if they spent a few years on something mm -hmm. like that at from software. But for me, the words that I like hearing in here, you know, what if I said Dark Souls shared world RPG or whatever. Like the for me, the live service, service yeah. that's the one that sticks more out to me. And like in the interview, to be fair, a lot of the press is gonna latch on to Battle Royale, right? For obvious reasons, to your point, it's the thing trending. But he kind of was getting, he got a question for sort of both and mentioned both. So we don't really know that it's Battle Royale. And in fact, I think live, uh, the games as a service could be really interesting for the Dark Souls world. And I, I feel like they would do it correctly. And I think that's yeah. the most important part because it's easy to look at this and kind of get that knee-jerk reaction of like, ah, oh, fuck, leave my Dark Souls alone, leave my thing that I love alone. I feel like they have proven that they have an understanding of their world and how to make it work uh, in, in a way like they... Again, I'm not an expert on this yeah. stuff, but like I know that there's like the asynchronous yes. uh, multiplayer. Yeah, you can stuff just have people on. help you with stuff too, so it does have multiplayer. And it's um, like that's you're halfway to, there. To, yeah, that's crazy to think about in that style of game. Traditionally, going back to the last couple generations of, of games, um, the closest things you can you can put to that, like a third person action yes. game like that. Um, but you know, it's at the same time, I I hate seeing so many of these games get like bogged down by the need for these 
services or like uh, the need for the the like, it's not even just microtransactions. Yeah. It's just the like. Here's a little, like, but here's it's little, true. Like, little. what's coming up next? What's your release schedule in the next ninety days? Is that what you're getting at? Um, it's the store. A, all what of do that. you? What vanity items do I don't I purchase? It's just yeah, there's like, a formula. Yeah, and 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 it's uh, it, it hooks you and battle like, royale has it too. Yeah, and but battle royale, I'm personally way more okay with compared to the games as a service situation currently because I feel like battle royale, like the game's there. Like the fun is there. You're having the the fun. You can like play the game. It restarts. If you want the battle pass, cool. You can get right. that or whatever. Like fine. But it's free. But it's free, sure, and it's also like the it's it's immediately rewarding. Whereas I feel like so many of the games as a service things are just drawn out for the <laughs> sake of being drawn out. And like I know you're the games as a service. That's guy. the you formula. I don't the grind. Yeah, you know? exactly. And but it's there's that weird balance between uh, you're grinding to get to the next thing to grind to, which is cool, video games, I get it, that's the loop, but at what point are you grinding just to get to the next thing that they haven't even given you yet because like, they just don't have enough shit ready, and right. they're just kind of well, throwing, they're like putting the, the road down as you're, oh, you're yeah. the, the train tracks as you're going, and it's like, where are we, where are we even headed? <laughs> I, I agree with you on that front, which is it seems like games as a service has a history and certainly Anthem has bubbled it up. And I think that's what's upsetting folks is that, wait, yeah, you're laying down the railroad tracks as we're rolling in here. And that is not the feeling we want. Yeah. We, especially with AAA franchises, you're like, wait, I want to know that whatever, if you do this in Zelda, that not only is it done, but you're like also here the next DLCs and we're done with all that and we're moving on to the next stuff and there's no sort of, uh, what do you want to see in the next few weeks? You know, and um, I yes, think the feedback is question, good, by the friend. way. But yeah, this is, this is going to be interesting here. <laughs> do you feel like we have seen an amazing battle royale game yet? Huh? It's you, the you reason I'm having trouble answer. answering is you waited it in a really strange way. Have we seen an amazing battle royale game yet? Yeah. Cool. I mean, yeah. Great. Several. Great. Have we seen an amazing games as a service yet? Not just good, amazing. not just they're doing an okay job. I think that in in certain moments, Destiny is amazing as a game as a service. Um, but can you only have certain moments be amazing if the whole idea is that it's not just a well, moment, they, it's a long I don't know, service. though. It goes back to, I think, what you're getting at. If, quite frankly, the release of um, Destiny 2 Forsaken, I was just sort of blown away with that they came back. Yes, the release schedule, the amount of content, the rate, like, overall, there were some, some little things, but I was like, wow. Uh, so, again, what I'm getting at is, like, that was a month or two, and it was awesome. So... I don't know. I still don't even know. Is games as a service? Am I supposed to expect a year long of that? To be fair, I've played a lot of these types of games, and I'm like, that's not realistic. Um, re more realistic is the first 90 days, and then you get like an installment. You get another good upgrade, hopefully. But that is what's still being defined. Then my third question, do you think we will ever see that? Uh, I do. I think, like, Truthfully, I, th I feel like where Games of Service is heading is into episodic content, which has always been, it's been out there, there's folks have done it, but it's all still coming together, which is how do you take maybe the world of free to play or a battle pass, or you bring that world together with Games of Service and you stop selling the $60 game 
and then it has free content after you maybe you break it up into these appropriate pieces um so you're consuming it in episodic periods of time but you're getting good piece of content in chunks kind of like you know we don't expect any more game of thrones after the season is over but man that was awesome uh, obviously i'd love the spin-off that comes in between but i don't expect it every week and every month right yeah so i feel like it's maybe moving more towards that um and actually destiny words out of their mouth you know the team at bungie has said you know they want to be a quick reacting live game and that i think does sum up it's the goal how do we be a quick reacting live game but have significant updates those aren't their words they're mine um that's where i'd like to see it heads i got two know. more questions for yeah you. this is a good discussion one it, do you think division two has a chance to be the first amazing live service game uh you tripped me up because you know my standards tim you keep using the word amazing in everything I, uh, and, and it's a fair, it's that, fair like, question it was, amazing, amazing is like for I, me that's like nine, nine out of ten plus yeah it's that, really that, that's what that's i mean you're headed. that's yeah. what i'm talking yeah, about yeah i mean um you know the problem is that division has a long you know history of uh it's fixed a lot of things as I understand it, but um, all these games, just the level of polish that they strive for. I just don't think it's realistic to think that. I'm not saying that I don't think Division may not be a nine, so let's separate the two. Mm -hmm. We're talking about games as a service yep. and all the above, and how does it retain itself for many months? I don't know. Um, are the classes gonna be different enough? Is there gonna be enough content beyond the you know the first 40 hours plus some of the raid stuff that's dropping? And So I don't know. No, I don't have that confidence because every game has taught me um, and most recently Anthem, it's like you get your hopes up really high for stuff and then you realize you're like, man, this stuff is hard. The biggest studios are struggling with it. Mm -hmm. um, but they're still putting the games out. Yeah, and there's still good stuff in there. That's the thing, you know, I think that's where like, it's not a failure that we can't say that there's an, a game that's this amazing live service model that everybody should follow that. And that got it exactly right. So I'm more in the, again, in time periods, I think Destiny has really been the trendsetter, yeah. done some stuff, but on the whole, it's made all kinds of mistakes. So yeah, short answer, I guess, Division 2. Really what I'm driving at this early whole thing is like, when are we gonna get that archetype? Because going back to what I'm saying, it's like people know how to make RPGs now. Like we're at the point that I think people know how to make Battle Royale games, right? Like we've seen amazing ones. Uh, A handful. I but, mean, but we've seen it. We yeah. know that that, that 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 exists, right? Yeah. But will Still that very ever early happen with, for live with, service? With live service, I don't know. But then my so, final question yeah. for this is, you're talking about um, Destiny. And now with Bungie not necessarily being yeah, they're held not, down uh, held with, by Act with, with Activision, Activision yeah. right? And you know, it's easy to make assumptions on what that could mean or, can't, or, or might not mean. I don't know. But with everything they're saying, it sounds good. They've learned a lot. They've released two full Destiny games now, a whole bunch of expansions. Yeah. They've learned a lot. They've seen a lot of things. If they're no longer dealing with the, the bullshit, let's assume, that Activision was putting on them, and you're saying that they want to be more reactive, you're saying that, they, that they're yeah. going to do all this stuff, more how, seasonal how do they best do that? Do they put out Destiny 3 and start fresh, or do you think that they can turn Destiny 2 around and just start now? Or is it a mix of both? Yeah, so that's what I'm getting at, is I think we're seeing the AAA development studios tearing themselves away from the blockbuster model, because games as a service are not the blockbuster model, which is like, is your game 20 hours? Is it 40 hours? Does it have an ending and a beginning? And like the meaning we're even seeing an anthem like what's the story what's the whatever for those people mm -hmm. and then they try to add games as a service exactly on top of it and then it all gets all fudged up and mixed together um but but in other words i think they're tearing themselves away from whatever that big expectation is for a 60 dollar release and maybe we're moving more towards the 29.99 release or whatever it is 
that's hopefully significant enough to be episodic. Or maybe again, maybe it's a battle pass model for Yeah, so I lied. I have, I have one you more question. I mean? What are the chances of Destiny going free to play? Oh, there's an absolute chance, yeah. Um, I don't think it's moving there. I feel like it's moving more towards maybe what I'm seeing. I think there's absolutely a chance, though. But I feel like whether it's a battle pass or I think seasonal, which is kind of, they experimented with it. You paid 30 bucks for this new Destiny 2 Forsaken uh, season of content. So that was on top of the 60. But what if they could do that, you know, three times throughout the year without having to do the big release. Um, so I'm not saying they're getting away from that. We're all still processing it, but I do think there's a chance it's moving that direction. And again, hmm. literally the quote that they sort of not in a wink, they said, we're not, you know, with Activision anymore. We can make our discussions or make our decisions and have our own discussions. And they brought on Luke Smith and they brought on uh, him to communicate very specifically uh, where we're headed and quick reacting live game. So there's something going on there. And cool. Destiny has, has set them out. And look, just we're seeing it. Um, so like Anthem is struggling from trying to be, I think, what we talked about. And Division 2, that is what I can't wait to talk about it till after. Like, what does it do for the games as a service? Does it have new ideas? We still don't even know how microtransactions are going to play out in that. So there's a lot um, to be sorted out. But it's exciting times, man. Mm -hmm. um, back to, you know, just to cap off, I think, on Dark Souls, I think... For me, again, live service type stuff and how the game just evolves into maybe being more than only the single player experience or whatever, I think is pretty interesting. And we haven't seen anybody really nail that yet where it's not rooted in shooting. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm, I know there's stuff out there, but like really to the level that like, you know, Anthem's a shooter, Division's a shooter, Destiny's a shooter. When are we going to see someone pull it off in an action RPG? That would be interesting. Or mm -hmm. Battle Royale, same thing. If you can pull that off, uh, more power to you. Uh, let's move on to our next story. Speaking of RPGs, uh, I don't know if you ever played Octopath Traveler, oh, yeah. Tim. Oh, oh perfect. Yeah, yeah. didn't so, beat it, but God, what an art style. Yeah, man. Beautiful. Wide, this is very exciting. Yeah, news. widely uh, well-received. I've always wanted to check it out. I have not, uh, but it's beautiful looking. Uh, Square yeah. Enix developed it, mm -hmm. right? Um, and so there's some new news coming in here, uh, and this comes way of Adam Bankhurst. Over at IGN, Square Enix has revealed that a new console, Octopath, Octopath Traveler game is in the works and that a mobile prequel title, um, Octopath Traveler Champions of the Continent will be headed to iOS and Android later this year. That's only for Japan still for the, the mobile version. Currently. Currently, exactly. So this was uh, originally reported by Eurogamer. Uh, Octopath Traveler Champions of the Content is a free-to-play single-player RPG that is set in Astera, the world of 2018's Octopath Traveler, and will take place a few years prior to the Switch title. Also, Via Gametsu is the official website um, for Octopath details a bit more of the mobile title, including that it will feature a distinctive HD 2D art style, an eight-character party system with command-based battles, a protagonist... A protagonist <clears throat> who is, quote, the chosen one. We've <laughs> never heard that before in an RPG. Whatever, they gotta fill out And will, quote, fight against a great evil that, is a, that has achieved fortune, power, and fame. SIC. And what you must finish the, the return of field commands like listen and steal and more. So cool. It's Octopath Mobile. This sounds great. Yeah. I'm super Free to play in, into too. that. Like, nah, that sounds less great. Yeah, that you sound, so do you not have confidence it's gonna sort of have the amount of content you want? I don't know. Every time that I've seen, like, I feel like Fire Emblem Heroes is a good example where it's just like, oh man, Fire Emblem on mobile, this is gonna be perfect. And then you get all the other the gotcha stuff, and I'm like, ah. It yeah, exactly. It wasn't quite 
the fire emblem maybe we were expecting but it was and fun a ton of people love it and yeah, like the I people that it. like that style of, style of game more power to them that's fantastic yeah. i you want the more classic. i feel like i would much prefer a 20 dollar rpg that i can just buy on my right. phone and play on my then phone then the free to play that maybe yeah. you do some like loot box you know battle pass whatever um, maybe there's options though i don't know i feel like that's right. always the best route is give me the option to just buy it up front and not have to deal with this shit or if if you want to just play it for free and then then have the like little motherfucker just pecking at you and taking yeah. every cent you have, sure you can do that. Well, I'm gonna make it easy on you, Tim. You got to move to Japan if you really even want a chance to play it. So yeah, you don't even have to worry too. about it. We, that's it true. may be coming it's here. It's definitely coming yeah. here. <laughs> we'll talk about. I'll mention in a second why, but I did want to mention that fans can pre-register for the mobile prequel now on the official website, and Square Enix will begin signups for access to an early demo on March 12th. I mean, we're a couple days out from that. A handful, uh, of course, I believe is only in Japan or something. So, but if you're over there, check it out and let us know but um yeah as of writing this octopath traveler champions of the content has only been confirmed like i said sorry that was not the segue i wanted um but octopath traveler the original has surpassed 1.5 million in worldwide shipments mm-hmm. and digital sales so again we never know total sales number but that's ridiculously good. impressive for a 2d jrpg traditional yeah. jrpg named octopath traveler. i know you wouldn't um, think and the, it shows once again the power of the switch uh, the power of uh, this this console that is in the hands of so many different people that are willing to give uh, new new genres a try, right? Or people that have loved these games that are yeah, now coming was, back. It's like it's yeah. I was gonna say so the, crazy. The genre is not dead, and it shows that one. There's a lot of those fans of that on the Switch, but two, when you do it right and you do it with care and love um, and that polish, like people mm-hmm. will flock to it. What we yep. don't want is something in between where, yeah, you're not sure if we should make it this way and it doesn't get the budget you want or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it seems like the scope that they did with Octopath and the art side, it all just came together beautifully. So I know you're pretty excited. I was watching some footage again uh, before the show and I was like, dang, I really should it's play this. It's beautiful. Cool. I, I, um, I got, it was a little too much for me at some point. Like Too long like, or just the... Too, too much. Too, there was, I, I, I too square. I, I would have been fine with a, like duo traveler <laughs> you know what i mean give me one or two travelers i don't need all eight but, <laughs> triopath traveler but hey that everyone, everyone seemed at. to love it uh one last note that they had on their official twitter account for octopath traveler said everyone waiting for a new con for a new game on console we're sorry but production will take a little while longer so in the meantime we hope you can enjoy the smartphone game uh this was great messaging you know not necessarily the best yeah news, at least they're but telling I love that they're, they're, they're up front they're explaining that and like that's super important and also getting the the game on phones just gets more people used to the franchise, and they're going to make money there. Hopefully, because oh, yeah. uh, two months ago, when we were talking about the financial reports um, of all the different companies, Square doing real bad, um, specifically in the digital mobile space, mm-hmm. um, investing way too much in, in no, a bunch of different one. games, and they, they were not paying off, and like <clears throat> ton of layoffs and stuff. So hopefully this one. Hopefully does. this is a, a different one. And the, but what you said is so correct. Put effort into making something good. And it will speak for itself instead yep. of just shotgun yeah, approaching it. You're going to go in. You got to go all in uh, instead of, you know, just dipping your toe in the water. So uh, speaking of, though, when you have bad financial news, we, we're going to cover a little bit on. We all know Blizzard has uh, recently endured um, some layoffs and they're happening. There's been a little more clarity <clears throat> for those wondering on what is really massive layoffs. Um, this story comes by way 
Excuse me. <clears throat> I don't know. I got this frog in my throat today, Tim. I, mm, you heard it at the frog. beginning of the show, and yeah. it's a little Fran Frog don't Friday. Sick. Don't Fran do it. Oh, I'm not sick. It's just the no sleep and playing a lot of Destiny, I think, <laughs> on stream. But anyway, uh, back to the Blizzard news uh, by way of Brian Crescente over at Variety, Variety Gaming. So more than a quarter of the roughly 800 people that are expected to be laid off from Activision Blizzard as part of its sweeping reorganization worked in the Blizzard side of the company. So that's more than a quarter of them. And that's according to records obtained by Variety from California's Employment Development Department. God bless you, Brian. Out there sleuthing. That's mm -hmm. the sleuthing. Out there in California's Employment Development Department looking this stuff up. But some really interesting details in here. Uh, those are my words. Continuing back to his story. Those 209 Blizzard layoffs hit in cities around the county, sorry, country, including California's Irvine, Santa Monica, and Burbank, as well as New York, Austin, Texas, Bloomington, and Bloomington, Minnesota. Blizzard employees were given 60 days of compensation and benefits. None were represented by a union, according to the worker adjustment and retraining notification filed with the state by Blizzard on February 12th. Uh, the breakdown by department also noted that employees were provided a severance package, though it's unclear if that was on top of the 60 days. The letter said that Activision Blizzard considered multiple factors when deciding who to lay off, including business needs, job skills, redundancy, job elimination, and restructuring needs. Uh, finally, he noted here, the department that took the biggest hit by Blizzard layoffs was IT, um, information technology, which lost 41 employees of that quarter, which was a couple hundred here, right? Marketing and live services lost 29 employees followed by a global insight department. The rest of those impacted were spread across a variety of departments, including publishing, quality assurance, mobile, marketing, customer service, finance, and battlement. A lot of stuff hit. Um, did think it was interesting that they took a big chunk out of IT and mm -hmm. um, marketing and live services and Really, first of all, it sucks to always retread this. A ton of people lost their jobs. Um, so, you know, again, I hope that there's people hiring. Mm -hmm. Share stuff on Twitter if you're in the industry. Make sure you're still thinking about all these people that are no doubt looking for the right next step for them. Um, and Blizzard was a great hiring resource. I'm sure a ton of great people. But um, what it brings up for me is like the state of... What does this still mean, you know? Yeah. Um, what does this mean for Blizzard? Is this an Activision restructuring on a company that historically, right? It's just, it, it's out when it's out. It'll be ready when it's ready. Mm -hmm. You know, and is that, uh, that's called even flippant attitude, you know, at times, because we were like, they can do whatever they want. They're Blizzard. Uh, is that coming back to bite them? Or like, is the reality that Blizzard is not doing well right now or something, you know, in the scope of things? Overwatch, like what's next for that? It does take them a while to bring out their next franchise. But I don't know, what's your general viewpoint on how Blizzard's doing? And do you think it's gonna be, it's gonna change what we see out of Blizzard? I, I definitely think it's gonna change what we see out of them. But I also think that that's not necessarily just because of all this. I think that, you know, there is the Activision factor of them looking down on it and like penny pinching and, and seeing their investments in something like Overwatch and Overwatch League. And if they're not seeing the returns that they want, that should cost a lot of money. Yeah, right. It is. And it's like at some point they're going to just keep saying, yeah. hey, I want you to keep doing the thing you're doing, but I'm going to give you less resources to do it. Yeah. Right. And then at what point does that start affecting the, the product yeah. itself? And then what does that mean for the next product and so yeah. forth and so forth? Going to its other projects, I think that it's 
it's clear in the last couple of years they they haven't had much to say. Where's Diablo Four? Where's yeah. you know like all these the, the franchises, Mobile. right? Don't you have a phone, Tim? And, Sorry. <laughs> and and that was such a huge issue, right? Yeah. But when that happened, so many rumors run running rampant about the state of the games, and like I, I know different people that have worked at Blizzard at certain points have told me like, yo this is bad oh, or yeah. like, oh, there was some good thing. I don't know why they didn't talk about this. And it's like, I feel like uh, we're at a state now in 2019 where more people have access to communication than ever before with social media, where anybody that works at that company, uh, NDA or not, ha- can say whatever they want. Yeah. Uh, they can get the word they out. Can they can get in trouble. Yeah. But yeah, but it's like they can... The, there's no more secrets in, yeah. in game development now. Somebody knows what they're working on, right? Mm-hmm. And like somebody that shouldn't know knows, which means that a lot of people are gonna know the bad stuff, the good stuff, and everything in between. Mm-hmm. And I think that uh, the fact that we are where we're at now with Blizzard and we don't know the good stuff is very telling. Yeah. I don't know if that makes I think, sense. But. <clears throat> I get where you led to with that. That's what I was wondering. I mean, all very valid points, but the truth is a lot of... Uh, first, there was the Diablo Mobile sort of upset, and then this news came, which again is a reminder. This news also came way of um, when Bungie was departing Activision, so a lot of Activision mm-hmm. stuff happening at once with them reforecasting and re, you know, setting up how they're looking at 2019 and beyond. Um, but yeah, we don't have that big drop. And when's it gonna come? When is the Diablo Four announcement coming? When is the whatever's next for Overwatch? Or I don't know. Is um, it next BlizzCon? You know, like the, the yeah, thing that's is, like, like November. Normally, people right? people so. need to understand. Too far. I think you're right. We it is too far. But, news. But the thing is, you can't have megaton announcements year after year after year. It's like games are just different now. They take longer than to make, especially when they're going back to our conversation we had earlier about games as a service. Yeah, and that's what I was and and um, the battle royale and like not even just battle royale, but the idea of what battle royale means for monetization for these companies where it's like the idea of the battle pass and and things like that in a way that people are OK with. Uh, as opposed to the Starfront, Star Star Wars Battlefront Two uh, method of making money, right? Where mm-hmm. people are not okay with the more traditional microtransactions mm-hmm. and DLC in in games, and that requires a, a lot longer of a development plan, a lot longer of a production mm-hmm. plan and process to to nail it. Because all these companies know now they can't fucking put a game out and have it be a disaster of microtransactions. It yeah. will ruin the game. Immediately, mm-hmm. I think we're seeing with uh, Anthem right now, not microtransactions, but like they put out this AAA game that's a games as a service and it's not what people yeah, expect. Yeah, they gotta dig themselves out now. And now you gotta dig yourself out. It's like, I feel like Blizzard knows they can't do that. Yeah, you know? I mean, that's what they stand for. And that's what's interesting about this is there's now more pressure applied with fewer people to mm-hmm. get everything right. And they've traditionally been, I, for lack of a better way to put it, a more artful, you know, thoughtful developers. Like, look, like we want high polish. Our cutscenes are incredible. They were some of the first to just do that level of, of art, you know, mm-hmm. in gaming. And like, that's what you want out of Blizzard. I really hope that it stays unaffected and I would also remind and point out it's like when you hear these stories you're like blah like I can't believe Activision's doing it um and you know Blizzard has to make its own decisions too they're part of it but as you brought up Tim it's like um they're they're cutting stuff back because like maybe stuff's just not going as well and you have to adjust Mm -hmm. the budget 
but where that really comes from, right, is having stability and it's it's the margin, right? The business margin you need to operate your company without wondering, frankly, for a company that size, what the next year and a half or two or probably five look like. You need money in the bank. And so meaning you can't, sometimes meaning you look at this stuff, you're like, well, so what if they're like in the hole? They'll be fine in their next thing. But if it's not out there and the money's not coming in, you're starting to get behind. Yeah. And so that's what happens. People get worried. So anyway. I don't think that makes any of this any easier to swallow, but um, I just hope it doesn't affect the craft. And I, I had one last point there is because of the artfulness that kind of comes from Blizzard and the way that they have run stuff for decades and now it's changing perhaps. People have left. People have gone other places. We've seen that before, but I worry that there's maybe more of that happening. Yeah. Because when you also get a culture shift like this, not only do it's those not 209 people get pushed out because they're no longer gonna get the paycheck. There's the other 50 top creative leads or whatever, or 20. There might be really talented people that go somewhere. So you know what, I'm gonna start my own studio. Um, you run into maybe the situation with like Respawn, very different, but mm -hmm. you know, you're know, you like, yeah. you know what, screw it, we're out. We're gonna do it on our own. And then whatever, it takes five years and they show up with something of their own, but then you look back and you're like, yeah, what is going on you yeah. know, with Infinity Ward's next stuff? Now, going back to Blizzard for a second, I digress. Like, we were talking earlier about, I was saying the new genres and gaming's popping up and there being a ton of them at once and then eventually it kind of weeds itself out. And we're, Now we're talking about where we're at now with Battle Royale and with live service. But look at Activision and look at Blizzard and look at hero shooters, right? Hero, hero shooters oh, yeah, was like the Overwatch. new genre that kind oh, yeah. of started and there was a ton of them. And guess what? Now it's really just Overwatch, mm -hmm. right? But then ideas kind from of. ideas from that have been taken and now put into Apex Legends. Yeah, I was gonna whatever. say that's the new and, hero. But that's shooter. what I'm saying in terms of like what I, the point I was making about the RPGs, where it's like that's no longer a genre now. It's just kind of like uh, yeah, an element of different games. The, the hero shooter thing is now becoming an element in different games. But at the end of the day, let me know if I'm wrong about this. But like Overwatch is the hero shooter. Yeah, like it, oh, it yeah. survived and it is going to keep continuing. And I feel like that's the th the weird place the Blizzard's at, where it's like, so what's next for them? Yeah, have they been working on Battle Royale? Or have they been working on who knows? Like, but the the adding one more character thing can only last for so long. Which obviously they've made a lot of like changes and added mm -hmm. stuff in the game. But meaning it's been years since that game's been out, and traditionally it takes Blizzard a long time. So they need whatever that next thing is. Mm -hmm. and it, Ending on the note you made before, we just would love to hear some good news about what Blizzard's got cooking next um, and how far that is out. But I think they're having a lot of discussions. Um, I want to touch on real fast, speaking of battle royales and, <laughs> and all this stuff, a um, little quick note about PUBG that maybe you caught or didn't. It's not the biggest thing in the world, but if you play, it's kind of interesting. PUBG's original, uh, I have no idea how to say the name of the map, Arangel map, Arangel, uh, uh, but their original map that it released with is getting some updates. Um, this story came way of Austin Goslin over on Polygon, but uh, PUBG commented on this as well. But um, the map had been around since the first days of PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds, and now it's getting a redesign. PUBG's first map will remain unchanged in theme. It will still be an island with forests and fields, but it looks like building placement and art could be changing sometime soon. And some basically hints of this where this started is they always have their PUBG test server. They're always testing stuff. So you never know, but they were making some of these changes. The mini map um, uh, had changed a little bit. And so PUBG went out and commented on it. And uh, here's what they said about it. The addition of the compounds is just one way we're testing internally, but it's certainly not the only way. We understand that loot balance is a very important part very important part of our game, but also recognize that the map layout is just as important. So we're working hard to ensure that any changes made to either will feel good when completed. 
We plan to start testing several potential changes to the map soon, and we'll share these plans for tests in the coming weeks. So hmm. uh, anyway, I thought it was just a good note because PUBG is still a pretty huge game. And if you didn't catch it, there you go. Um, but we're going to move on to the next stuff, Tim. I mean, that update could be so far away. So yes. if I wanted to know what is coming to mom and grop shops today, where would I look? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform is listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show host each and every weekday. That was really extended. I like it, though. Yeah. It was a little, right. little, fr- it was a little double. Fridays. Double time. <laughs> uh, so, out today, we have Kirby's Epic Yarn on the 3DS. Devil May Cry 5, of Let's course. Let's fucking go, baby! Catch that review on Kind of Funny Games Cast. So good. Um, that's out on PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Assault Android Cactus, coming out on Nintendo Switch. Cool. Berta Go Home. God damn. A little play on words there. On PS4. Shell Shock Live on Xbox One. Monument Builders Rushmore on Nintendo Switch. Paperbound Brawlers on Nintendo Switch. Rogue Star Rescue on PC. And Trash Time. Good old uh, Trash Time. On Steam VR, Oculus Rift, and Windows Mixed Reality. We made a game about my life. I know. It's what I was always gonna make a joke about that myself. Not about your life. Yeah, sure. Let's go with yours. Um so anyway, some stuff out there. Obviously, DMC5, freaking mm-hmm. exciting, man. I can't um, wait for you to play it on stream. That's oh, I, great. I cannot wait to play so it. Good. Um, so actually, uh, I will skip to some deals of the day here real fast, one of which relates to uh, Devil May Cry 5. You can actually get it on PC, y'all, uh, for 26% wow. off from Green Man Gaming. Uh, so head over there. If you use Devil26, the code is Devil26, to get the standard edition, it's 44.39, And if you use Devil26 to get the deluxe edition, it's 59.19. But also, coming up this weekend, uh, uh, we don't have a show on the weekend, so I wanted to bring it up, Mario Day, which is March okay. 10th. See, when you M-A-R put the t- M-A-R for March 1-0, that spells Mario. So they on Mario Day, they there, think of Nintendo. everything at Nintendo. Uh, this story came combination of uh, Brittany Vincent at Variety and Wario 64. Nintendo is holding a host of sales on various Mario-centric Nintendo Switch titles in honor of the upcoming Mario Day, which is on March 10th. Uh, March, sorry, Mario Day is a celebration of the legendary Nintendo character, and every year on the same day, which as we know looks like the word Mario, fans honor the mustachioed plumber. This year, fans can select, can purchase select Switch systems and one of five games, also starring Mario, for $329.98. So again, you can purchase select Switch systems and one of five games for $329.98. Uh, that's about $30 in savings or 50% off one of the game's retail prices cool. um so pretty good promotion there Great and games. uh the short list was from warrior 64 they said for about 40 bucks you can get uh, amazon best buy target walmart super mario odyssey super mario party new super mario brothers u deluxe mario kart 8 deluxe mario tennis aces hell yeah, yeah so we've actually seen a couple deals on this like back to back from nintendo now uh, which is interesting because they're usually these not bigger the, titles the you don't types, man yeah you don't see this as much so maybe we're just getting at that point in the life cycle that um I don't know. Maybe just really trying to keep it relevant keep instead it of waiting too long before yeah. you do that. So. Albob875 writes in and says, another deal of the day, Gamefly is selling Shadow of the Tomb Raider for $20 on PS4 and Xbox One and Spider-Man on PS4 for just $30. Ooh, those are good definitely deals too, worth, man. Definitely worth getting. Some good stuff right there. All right, so those were deals of the day. We're going to move on to reader mail in a moment. But mm-hmm. before that, 
a word from our sponsors. Ladies and gentlemen, this episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily is brought to you by Brooklinen. You spend a third of your life in sheets. It's about time for a bedding upgrade. I use mine. I love them. Sleep in them every night, sometimes in the day when I'm looking for a little nap. Uh, Greg loves his as well. We've talked about it many different times. I love all the different color combinations you can get. I went with the pretty classic blue and white because that's the type of guy that I am. Uh, Their mission is to make five-star hotel quality sheets more affordable and easy to order. And you know what? I think they accomplished that. Uh, You can mix and match over 20-plus colors and patterns. My Brooklinen sheets are, in fact, the best sheets that I've ever had. They're the most comfortable ones. I agree. Gia agrees. Jen agrees. Greg agrees. Who else can agree? Anyone else that's used them, that's who. Get $20 off and free shipping when you use promo code GAMES at brooklinen.com. Brooklinen is so confident in their products that all their sheets, comforters, and towels come with a lifetime warranty. Well, I got to get in on those towels. My towels are looking a little... A little stank right now, I'm going to be honest. Uh, the only way to get $20 off and free shipping is to use promo code GAMES at brooklinen.com. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com. Promo code GAMES. Brooklinen. These really are the best sheets ever. And shout out to Headspace. Headspace is your guide to health and happiness. In fact, just 10 days of Headspace has been proven to reduce stress and increase happiness. It will teach you the life-changing skills of meditation and mindfulness in just a few minutes a day. Barrett's been using it to help himself go to sleep. How's that, Ben? It's been great. I uh, listened to the little uh, rain sounds that they have while... uh uh, they also do some meditation as well, and it's very relaxing. It makes me go to bed like a little baby. There you go, little, <laughs> little baby Barrett over there. Uh, meditation is rooted in tradition, but also backed by scientific research. Ten days of Headspace increased happiness by five percent, reduced irritability by twenty-seven percent, and reduced stress by fourteen percent. That sounds like a lot of a lot of good percentages. I'm trying mm-hmm. to get rid of. You know what I mean? Um, or increase, depending on what we're talking about. Headspace has hundreds of meditation sessions on everything from stress to sleep. There are SOS exercises for meltdown moments and mini meditations for busy days um, guided exercises to help you add a touch of mindfulness to daily activities like cooking or commuting eating and more here's the thing you can start your journey towards a healthier happier life by subscribing to headspace call sign up now at headspace.com games to get a free month trial sign up online at headspace.com games for a free month trial and start meditating today Thank you, Tim, and thank you to our sponsors. Mm -hmm. Let's move on to the mailbag, the reader mail. Uh, We got some interesting stuff in today. The first one I want to bring up is from Panks. Panks. And Panks says, as I was reading and watching reviews for Devil May Cry 5 yesterday, I noticed that most reviewers were playing the game on Xbox One. I checked the game on Metacritic, and as of writing this, 47 reviews were based on the Xbox One version. Compared to 23 on PS4 and 13 on PC, my question is, when review codes are sent out who chooses who gets a code for a certain platform is it the reviewers the publishers sony microsoft i asked because it struck me that it was odd that the game was first revealed on xbox last year and wondered if microsoft could have made a deal with capcom to not only reveal the game but to have most of the review codes on xbox one um if that's the case that doesn't exactly seem fair to the other versions we love to hear your thoughts yeah, uh, it's a little bit of column A, column B, C, D through Z. Was it? It's all of them. Yeah, no, I mean, I feel like depending on the company and depending on the situation, absolutely, there's certain deals that like they have. But for this they, one, for did this you one, say, did they say, hey, you they, asked for it, right? Uh, I, I asked for Xbox, but yeah. I did before. I Sorry, let me take that back. I always ask for Xbox yeah. when it's a third-party game because uh, I have the X and I, I want to take advantage of X that. X going to give it to yeah, you. And they give it to you hard uh, with this. <laughs> but um, I didn't have to for this because they did give me the Xbox One code. They didn't normally, again, 
every situation is different. But I would say the the average situation is they send the review code. They'll send both a PS4 code and an Xbox yeah. code. Sometimes a PC as well. Yeah. Um, uh, but every company has like the contact. Greg is usually our contact. Yeah. So people will reach out to him and they'll be like, hey, how many codes do you need for your team? What system do you want them on? Yeah. What I All I was going to say is that traditionally... For the most part, if you're like, if it's coming out on multi-platform, you say, can I get it on all platforms? If you're a big enough you know, reviewer, you're like, I need a code on everyone. I want to check them out. That's the deal. They're just not going to tell you no. If they do, it's usually just because they're like, it's honestly just not ready. We don't have those codes. I think in the rare case for the column B you're getting at, sometimes it's like, sorry, we only have PS4 codes. And maybe there was something going on. That's, I would say, <clears throat> more often than not, that's the case. So that's funny you're, that you you're say You're only it. talking about the IGN side, which is a totally yeah, different ballgame. So you tell me they're like only giving you certain ones because they want you to. Play, well, they want you to play the best version too. Is a big part of that's it. That's a big part of it. Yeah. And codes are limited. Um, although I don't know that the Xbox version of DMC Five is the best um, mm-hmm. technically. If yeah. you have a digital, it's probably PC. Let's face situation. Um, <laughs> Shut up, friend. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's it's been very interesting. I think that even the shift in the last couple of years, um, there's been a, a lot of very weird situations popping up um, over when you get different versions of the codes or when they're allowing us to give it. But also companies have limited codes and it's not just like a free copy and paste thing that we all assume it is. I don't know why it's not, yeah. but there is financial reasons of yeah. th- how limited they're only they given so much sometimes, yeah. So I mean, they're, exactly, I guess it is column A, column B in that, but meaning overall, there's not like a plot, I would say, to like only get you to say play the Xbox One X version. Like truly, meaning that unless they just don't have the codes or, um, I don't think it's a plot in the sense yeah. of like they're trying to be scheming in one version. Yeah, like meaning the that other. they didn't partner with Microsoft to advertise the Xbox. Well, I, it's I, more think, that, I think that that they do do that. You think it's more? I thought it was more that to your early point, it's like they want you to play the best version. That's the best version, um, p- potentially. Yeah, but I, mean, I think that. in this situation, that's not the case. It's not. So All right. <laughs> you know, it's different flavors. I've reviewed hundreds of stuff. Obviously, lately, you know, like I don't review as much yeah. anymore. But um, it just strikes me as odd that there's the plot maybe sometimes, but. But anyway, overall, you can request whatever you want. It's very rare to be told no, but sometimes they have a pretty. That's good not true at all, Fred. All right, <laughs> I haven't, I haven't had to ask. Welcome to the new said. world, Fred. Things exactly. have changed. All right, but you don't got those three letters. IGN. <laughs> you got the three letters. FM three. Get me oh, in there. Damn, put baby. me in there. You I'll got ask that underscore. Them. I'll ask them for you next time, and I'll be darned if you're gonna tell me no. <laughs> Give me all the versions. Okay, uh, let's get to another quick question. I know that you'll love this one, Tim. It comes yes. from the five star man, Asa Gray. Um, it says hey kind of funny crew I have a question for Tim today Nintendo announced that the first Smash Ultimate DLC would release by the end of April but we still haven't seen anything other than the reveal trailer and when do you think we'll get to see some Joker gameplay also has anything happened in the last few weeks to make the alleged leaked DLC roster Eldrick, Ryu, Doomguy and Steve either more or less credible thank you for everything you do and I can't wait to play um, and can't wait until Planet Comic Con and the Kansas City meetup. Can't wait to see you there. That's going to be fantastic. Let's start at the end there. Has there been any evidence in the last few weeks to prove or that disprove that roster the, the roster leak? leak. There has been something that happened, in my opinion, which was the last Nintendo Direct that happened February 12th, mm-hmm. where Link's Awakening Finally, um, there was, was, one. was announced. And um, they spent so long talking about Dragon Warrior uh, or Dragon Quest. Dragon Warrior. Dragon Warrior. <laughs> there, um, it's both, technically. Yeah, right, I know. But... but uh, they spent so long in the middle of the direct talking about Dragon Warrior um, with not too much new exciting information mm-hmm. to say, which to me just said, hey, guys, we America should care about this. Everyone should care about this because we're going to get 
Eldrick in Smash. I firmly believe that. Um, when will we see Joker gameplay? I don't know. There's that they, Persona event coming up in March where things may be announced for Switch, Barrett. Did they also answers. say that uh, there's going to be a more specific Smash Direct thing? No. Did, no, they didn't? Mm-mm. They sort okay. of just said it doesn't come out till April, but wait for more. Right. Smash, Smash 3.0 is coming. Right. Is, yeah. is what, what they said. So, so we don't know. Also, yeah. Persona 5 is not coming to Switch. It's not. <laughs> it's not. It's never it's, coming? It's in fucking PlayStation's, like, Ballpark right now. Uh, they're not gonna those let are that normally year. When I did it come out? I can't wait, Barrett, for it yeah. to get announced. They're so normally I can a year. Shit all over you. you Dude, know what I, I, mean? I mean, if it gets announced, I'm gonna be fucking excited, and I'm. I'm I know, hey, be... hey, that's the thing. We're all winners here. Yeah. But like, some of us will be right. <laughs> you know. And it'll <laughs> be me. As Insync once said, it's gonna it's be. It's gonna be me. me. Let's go. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Let's do. Let's do like one. One more. more. Yeah. Let's do one more. Uh, I've got two to choose from here. I think I'm gonna go with this one because I think it's pretty easy to answer. Dan writes in and says, I was wondering if I should play the Division 1 before playing Division 2. Hmm. Very relevant. This is coming out days from now, by the way, so you're going to have to get started if the answer is yes. Uh, Dan asks uh, and says, I got the Division on PC from a Humble Bundle a few months ago and have been enjoying it, but most of the time, I keep thinking I would enjoy it more on PS4. I've been debating getting Division 2, even though I haven't finished the story of the first game. Is it necessary to beat the first game? Is this a continuation of the first game's story or just showing what's going on somewhere else? Um, so the basic lowdown, as I recall and understand it is, yes, this is after Division 1. I would say, honestly, you don't need to, like, beat the game. And it's uh, about seven months after. It's a story about the survivors. It's happening in Washington, D.C. The first game was in New York City. So, like, you don't really need to go through all of that. Kevin, I hate when you stare at me from the back door. He's we know worst. you're up next for He's streamcast. I caught this from Andrea. This isn't even my pit, Tim. It's horrible. Every time he stares at it's me, right? Worst. And he knows that I can see him. Kevin's up next on Screencast. Stay tuned for that. But we're going to take a little bit more time here. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, but anyway, you, you know, you want to know, Dan, if you're getting, he's still there. I can't do it. Uh, but look at you, Tim. Get a little performance but, anxiety. Uh, the, the short answer was no, you don't need to. You should mm-hmm. be aware that you can carry over some like shields and get out of here, Kevin. Shields and stuff. Um, it's like little things that you can earn, but it's not a big deal. I would say that game is super grindy, obviously, and you really don't need to do it. So just... Get ready for Division Two. You, you're go days away hard. from it, and you, yeah, go and go hard. Tim's motto. Mm-hmm. So that's it. Uh, we did not have any squad ups today. So no always remember, ups. you can get your squad ups in if you want other people to play with. Um, where do they head for that, Tim? For squad up, yeah. Patreon.com/slash Kind of Funny Games. There you go. Bronze members are above. You know, maybe you want to play some Anthem. Maybe you want to play some Smash. Whatever it is, whatever it get is, your man. Squad up in. And then you're wrong. We did pretty good today, friend. Yeah, we did pretty pretty good. Uh, Tell Nick me what I screwed penis up. Penis writes in and says Assault Android <laughs> Cactus was out last week on Switch. Uh-oh. And Nanobiologist says a missed new date. Bloodstained Curse of the Moon's getting a physical release for Switch, PS4, and PS Vita. It lives on March 15th through Limited Run Games. Okay little off but hey awesome that's good fun stuff. stuff and that's it that is it for today's show what a dude. fun show what a it's good always one. you and i man we always I have a lot of fun we got that yin the yang the tim and the fran thank you that's as always for having me on the show especially on fran fridays mm-hmm. again you can support and catch me on twitch tv slash fm3 underscore also if you didn't know we talked about it a ton but i ended up launching my youtube channel it's just slash fran mirabelle and i did like a long um review on anthem i think you already brought it I up i did but, um, it's great go check it thank out you. check it out and uh tim anything else to add before we close out um so today you're playing what on fran fridays on Twitch? i mean dmc i'm gonna almost certainly do a dmc again i was trying to get a code from uh, capcom just to save you know i need some savings right now 
now. So uh, if I do, almost certainly that. But also Destiny, they released um, the new Tier 2 Reckoning. It just came out today. It's part of those modes. We were talking about that on Kind of Funny Gamescast as well. So that and more. It's always, oh, yeah. we might drop into Apex. Oh, we man. might go back, play some Anthem. That's how I do it on Fran Fridays. Wow. So. wow. All right, man. Okay. Catch. Uh, Kevin up next on Screencast and also next week I'm pretty sure this list is updated uh, Gre- uh, Monday's is. show is Greg and Anthony Rapp so be mm, sure to check that that's out that's huge on one day and a half he's from uh, Road Trip okay. and also Star Trek Discovery more wow yeah. and also Hamilton no yeah. not Hamilton no, Rent uh, Rent. Yeah. Rent brilliant well look forward to that on Monday and have an awesome weekend everybody and uh, maybe enjoy Captain Marvel or don't but let us know what you thought about that as well Tim mm-hmm. thanks again for joining me Thank this you. has been kind of funny Games Daily, and it's been our pleasure.